welcome to the Destined for Success podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this podcast used to be called New Manager Media, Managed Right from the Start. Many of the concepts are the same, but there's a little shift. There's a shift because I know we are all destined for success, and I want to help you find the fastest, smoothest way to reach your highest best as quickly as possible. Join me in today's episode where you're going to come up with new ways to build your skills and influence others to make the impact you desire to make. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Destined for Success. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and today I'm having the funnest time at Potapalooza, June 2022. And now I have the honor and privilege to have a conversation with Jessa Carter. Jessa, I am so happy to have you on the show. And to get us started, what is your definition of success? I love it. My definition of success is doing work that I love having fun experiences with the people I love, living life with optimal health and vitality in my body, peace and possibility in my mind and passion and joy in my spirit. Um, I think you've thought about that before. <laughs> it might, it might be part of my, it might be part of my talk in my spiel because I have, I, because I, I give that all the time. That's one of my my tips and one of my tools for success is I, I always ask the audience, how do you define wealth and success for yourself? Because how you define wealth and success for yourself is how you will experience them. So for example, if wealth for you or success for you is just a number or a dollar amount in a bank account, that is the only way you are going to experience wealth or success. So you heard my definition of success and my definition of wealth is having plenty, plenty of love, plenty of health and plenty of financial wealth to have enjoy enhanced experiences with those that I love and have a greater capacity to contribute, to give, to making the world a better place for all. I love it. And it's so beautiful that everything is so mindful right? Like you incorporated all the different aspects of life because a lot of times with success, we focus so much like on the career success or the financial success, but the career success is going to cause the financial success that we kind of forget about all the other things. And we hear about people, I'm going to say a little bit later into marriages, 25, 35, 40 years. And they're like, yeah, this is not enough. I'm out because the whole relationship was built around achieving a few minor goals, but not the overall, you know, love, support, connection, <laughs> all the things that we know matter more. Right. And my, and the reason that my definition is what it is, is, is twofold because number one, I have been in that place where, where I was chasing the societal driven perception of success. So my former understanding of success was just the career, right? And a, and a certain level of financial success. And, and that was all I focused on. And what I didn't realize until I was past it and I was looking back was how, for how long I had robbed myself of the, of having 
a loving relationship of having incredible relationships with friends and family and having the time to do that and just having a different type of lifestyle. So um, it's very easy to get caught in that uh, you know, the hamster wheel or the rat race, so to speak. And when you're in it, you just don't see it. You don't see it and you don't see what it's doing to everybody around you. You get into that and you wake up in the morning with this, this feeling of dread. Well, you probably go to bed with it too, but you wake up with this feeling of dread. And then you just let that dread of the day, (laughs) permeate the whole house, everybody in your household. And it's like, you know, how am I supposed to show up in a good positive way when I start out like that? So I noticed in some of the literature about you, you talk about decluttering the mind. Would you expand on that some? I just, I love decluttering. I'm terrible at it actually, but I (laughs) love the concept. I need to know more. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, so your, your, your inner world is creating your outer world, right? And so your outer world is a reflection of that inner world. So if you are surrounded by things that you don't want to see, or if you're surrounded by a lot of clutter, understand that that's an, that's a reflection of what's going on inside. And, and that can give you some really great insight, but from, from the mind perspective of decluttering the mind and optimizing the mind for success, um, I, I, I gave you one of my tips already, which was to redefine wealth and success, uh, for yourself, because that's how you experience them. And then I get into some other tips and tools of how to improve how your conscious mind or your thoughts are communicating with your subconscious mind, because it's the subconscious mind that's actually creating that external reality. So do you think in your experiences and the people you've worked with, do you think people mindfully consider what their definitions of financial and relationship type success is, or do we just mindlessly go through life? I, 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 think that more and more people are starting to become a bit more aware of themselves, of their life, of how they're experiencing life. But I don't think most people slow down to really consider those definitions uh, because they feel so normal and they feel very real and true, right? Like whatever that definition of success is that you're living uh, is probably your parents' definition of success. And so, so you're living their definition of success. And how does somebody in your experience, realize something's amiss? Like, is there a pivotal moment? Is there a crisis? Like, at what point do you think that people are like, wait a minute, there's got to be more? You know, I, I feel like that's, I feel like that's different for everyone. I mean, sometimes there's a significant personal life event, um, you know, for, for me, I, I do have the, the, passing the death of a fiance. And, but I will say that really the pivot for me didn't happen until, until years later. Um, but I think sometimes what happens is you, you're kind of stuck on that hamster wheel and you're kind of caught up in the rat race for so long 
um, that you just kind of reach a breaking point. You get, you get so tired, you get so burnt out, you get so overwhelmed that something inside you says, Hey, like what's going on. I, I think, I think, I think many people have that moment of like, what am I doing? And, and that happened for me. Like what, Jessa, what, what, what are we doing? I was working 60 to 80 hours a week for six years. And I just woke up one day and I was like, this isn't life. This isn't living. I had a moment like that. I think I was 24, maybe. And I had graduated college, had several different jobs. The economy was pretty bad. So it was kind of hard to find that, you know, stable job. Finally got a stable job and I was engaged and I lived out of state and we were trying to figure out what life would look like once we got married. And I got a phone bill. And it was before cell phones. And so I would call from the office and charge it to my credit card, uh, my phone card. And I got the bill and I was on the phone with him at 1130 on a Friday night. And I knew at the time I was the only one in the office. Like, of course, everybody had gone home at five o'clock and I'm still there and it's 1130. And at the time I stayed till however late and then left. And I got that bill and I thought, no, I am 24 years old. There is no reason on earth I should ever have to be at work at this time. So for me at that point, it was like, you know what, special project here and there, I might do those long hours, but having that be a consistent part of life, it's just not sustainable. Uh, people try to sustain it, but there's a toll. There's a toll you have to pay. There's a toll. There's a toll on, there's a toll on the mind. There's a toll on the body. And because when you're working like that, I mean, there, it's nearly impossible to right avoid stress in that, in, in that capacity, because you literally don't have any time for success. But the thing is, is you're so caught up in it that you're, you're not like aware of it at, at that exact moment. But the, um, yeah, the stress is, has a significant impact on your health. I, I mean, I was in my early thirties and this was when I started making changes was, um, you know, a few years into my career and working like I was, I would wake up every morning and I felt like a 90 year old lady. And I was someone who ate reasonably healthy. I exercised every day, but I would wake up with, with a significant amount of like pain and inflammation in my body. I would take my dogs for a walk and feel like my legs were just going to collapse from underneath me. And I was like, this is not right. I should not feel this way at 32 years old. And so I really made some initially what I did was made some drastic changes to my health. And I got to, I did made such drastic changes that I was able to feel shift that and feel 15 to 20 years younger within three months of changing my health. And once you make that change, was it just like a no brainer to stay in that new mode, new model? Yeah, because I, because I felt so good. I mean, I felt so good mentally, physically, emotionally. I mean, it, it literally changed everything because prior to that, I even struggled to uh, focus and stay on task and all of that shifted 
when I, when I drastically improved my health and I, I really had to educate myself because a lot of what, what I thought was healthy was still in fact, not really healthy or good for me. And so did you leave your corporate job? Uh, that happened a, a sometime later. So I have a former career. It wasn't quite corporate. So I used to work in neurosurgery uh, in Western medicine for 10 years. So yes, I used to drill holes in people's heads. So different, different kind of corporate, if you will. Yes. So are you a doctor? A physician assistant. Well, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Close enough. We did, we did 90% of what the physicians did. And, and I was actively, you know, in the operating room, um, you know, first assisting them. And so I, I, that, that's, that's not a, that's not a joke. I actually have drilled a hole in the skull personally, like with the surgeon there with me, then yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty intense. And I, I lightheartedly say I now do mind surgery, no scalpels or anesthesia required. So you have stepped away from the Western medical field, like you're no longer working in that environment at all. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, So yeah, from neurosurgery to performance coach and healer, mentor, all things advanced personal, professional and, and spiritual growth. So I optimize your mind for inevitable success and fulfillment in life and business without the stress. I love that. So how would somebody find you? How do they work with you? Like, how do we get more connected? Absolutely. So I think the best way is to connect through my website. My website is Divine Heart Dynasty. It's D-I-V-I-N-E heartdynasty.com. And you can go there and join the community. And that will keep you in the loop of all, all things that are upcoming I have a book that'll be coming out soon called The Peaceful Millionaire. I love it. The Peaceful Millionaire. So do you work with clients one-on-one? I do some one-on-one. I I have a couple of spots available. My one-on-one is very reserved. I only work with a small handful of one-on-one clients at a time. And so if you're interested in working one-on-one, then you can, on my website, you can actually schedule a time to speak with me, to meet with me. um, And I would love to discuss that with you. So one-on-one is extra fun for me because I, everything's very bespoke and curated for exactly where you are and what you're looking for and where you want to go. And then do you have like group programs then if one-on-one is so select, do you have group programs where more, or, or is it mostly online? Um, group programs. I, I really believe in that, in that personal, in that personal touch. So I have, I have one group program. That's kind of a one-to-many course. Um, that is the um, uh, prosperity activation So uh, we talked about, we were talking about, you know, wealth and prosperity and how you define success. So that's a prosperity activation. That's a one-to-many course, but you do have an individualized experience because there's an activation piece in there. That's very special. I activate uh, the 10 commandments of prosperity um, into your consciousness in that class. Um, So that's a fun one. And then the other one is a hybrid course and that one is called wealth and peace. So that's an intimate course. Um, I only allow 20 people in that course and it's some group time. So it's an intimate group of 
you know, maximum of 20 and then some one-on-one -on -one time so that you actually get that one-on-one -on -one time to shift those subconscious limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck and holding your, holding you back, um, um, either growing your business or enjoying your success. I love it. Gosh, what fun things you have going on, Jessa. I'm so happy to have gotten to know you today and all the information that you have to share with us because life is too short to be working 60 and 80 hour weeks. Amen and cheers <laughs> to that. <laughs> uh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time. And uh, we're going to have to get together and play again soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It's been a pleasure. Ah, I'm Jennifer Takagi with Destined for Success, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for taking your time to spend with me on this latest podcast of Destined for Success. Please take a moment to leave a review, share it with a friend, and subscribe and get the newest episodes every Monday morning. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. 